Are we recording? Welcome to the A-Strings Podcast. I'm Andrew. And I'm Adam. How are you today, Adam? I'm very good, thank you. I've just come in. It's my day off on a on our recording day, so uh, I'll be getting everything that's happened today in the news. So this is episode three. Fully embracing the floating head look again. I am. Is I it... When I got dressed this morning, I thought, what is Andrew going to want? Mm. He's going to want some comedy gold. Need cheering up after the, the week after we've the had. the week, I know. Yeah. So this week's episode is going to be talking about how guitarists and the guitar industry is in a sort of weird way it's always sort of back facing mm. but we'll get onto that on our main feature so let's talk about what's happened this week in our news this is the, this news. Is the news it's been a miserable week as far yeah. as i'm concerned we we had a letter on uh on wednesday and there's a, a company that we use that processes all of our credit card transactions and that kind of thing and they're called WorldPay and they never send anything out they're only sending letters out there's two instances where they'd send a letter out the one would be if they want to try and sell you some kind of finance option yeah. and you know get take out a loan blah 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 and the other thing is chargebacks and a, a chargeback is when uh, somebody has paid you and the transaction has been flagged up as fraudulent for whatever reason and that's exactly what we had. And it was for the price of £1,599 mm-hmm. for a uh, elite strat, for an elite Fender Strat that we sold, that was sold on the 1st of October. And yeah, it, I wasn't here for the transaction, but yeah. they seemed like a dodgy uh, well, it, yeah, they, characters. They were red flags in as much as, you know, Again, don't judge a book. You know, it was, they, you know, both in tracksuits. It is it's difficult, but yeah, you do kind of think, okay, you know, they don't look like music. There's also certain questions that people ask that just don't seem, like, there's been a number of times where we've had people come into the shop and they've said, what's the most expensive guitar you've got? And they're asking as if they're interested to, to buy. And a guitarist never asks that. If anything, a guitarist wants the most expensive guitar and they want you to knock it down. You know, half price in order yeah. to get a deal. Yeah. When certain people have come in asking for that, you know, we've kind of sent a red flag and we've yeah. just kind of ended the conversation. It's almost like casing the joint type job. Yeah, yeah. Um so what what happened with this one was uh the, the, the biggest red flag I think was uh they came in and sort of looked around and within sort of two minutes they said, um uh can we uh can I have that one? Mm. So it wasn't. Can I try it? No it was price like, haggling. It was no. It was like, can I have that one? Mm. And it was, you know, bearing in mind that's a sixteen hundred pound mm. strat. That but, they weren't even trying it, and and you know, even if it was someone who's just starting, and it may, even if it was someone who was just starting and had mm. won the lottery, you'd at least sort of yeah, they'd have a conversation take an about it, and, with it yeah. or, and sit with it. Um, yeah, we've learned some very harsh lessons by it in with regards to procedures in this kind of instance. Um, yeah. You know, we've got a couple of positives to take from it in as much as, you know, you kind of picked up that they were a bit dodgy. You took a license plate. Yes. We've got an address, whether that's true or not. We found the guy on Facebook. 
Yeah, weirdly, the guy. Yeah, we found we the found guy someone whose on card Facebook was but, the, like the the second guy in the in the pier, wasn't he? In as yes. much as he wasn't the one. No, so the guy. So the guy, there was two guys. The, the guy that was at the till and made the payment isn't the guy whose name it is on the card and whose face we've matched to that name. It was the that's the other guy. If that makes sense. So in the long chain of um, events and uh, people involved in this, everybody along the way, thief included, is covered. And the only person who stands to lose anything is, or the only people stand to lose anything are us. Yeah. So we lost the guitar. Yeah. We've lost the, and we're going to have the money taken from our account. Uh, I had a conversation with the credit card people today to say, um, right, you're going to say, you're going to take £1,600 out of my account. Can you be good enough to tell me when that's going to be? Even if you can give me just a couple of days, or anytime in the next 30 days. Yeah. Be a little bit more specific. You know, is it definitely going to be in 30 days or is it any time within the 30 days, within the 30 days? How unhelpful can you get? Yeah. It, it's almost, you know, the attitude sucks. You know, the people who are really suffering from this kind of, um, you know, us who are the victims in it all, you know, forget the guy who's had the card stolen. If it was indeed stolen, I think it's a scam personally, but, yeah. um, you know, all of these people are covered all along the way. So where are we? Because we've spoken to police. Spoke, yeah, spoken to the police today. They're the most, um, you know, you speak to the, the chargeback team in the credit card uh, firm, and I'm dealing with chargebacks, you know, so they deal with people like me every single day. It's their job. So yes. there's no kind of empathy or sympathy or anything like that with with us. South Wales Police been on the phone to them a couple of times, on the phone to them again today. They're calling back again on... Friday when somebody's um, available to pick up the case. Good thing being is that, you know, the idiots who bought the car, or sorry, who bought the guitar, were driving an orange... Orange Dodge. Dodge, thing. you know, yeah. as brash and as kind but, of chavvy as you can get. Oh, <laughs> apologies to any orange uh, Dodge drivers, drivers out there. Um, there's probably not many. But they were parked around the corner, you know, and, and yeah, they, they didn't... Adam uh, dashed out... Um, his um, spidey sense thought that this was a little bit dodgy. So he got a license plate. We've got an address, whether it matches up with that or not, I don't, we know, don't know. But we have got, you know, the number plate of the people who perpetrated the, the fraud. How boring is this? What is that? About well, 10 minutes worth of us ranting. But and it's, you know, it does happen. It hurts us. It really does. You know, yeah, like yeah. it's, um, you know, £1,600, you know, the, that's a weekly kind of uh, wagering, you know, yeah, for yeah. us, you know. We're all not getting paid next week now. Mm. What? <laughs> Tom's just stormed out, I think. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Taking the biscuits with him. Well, let's move on. Um, I, for those of you that don't know, uh, our very good friend and member of staff, Chris, is over in China. He's the other side of the world over in China and he's basically there for the whole of Feb. He sent me a message yesterday. He sent you a message I've, yesterday. I've had, I've been it, speaking to him today, yeah. Right. So um, he's managed to find internet, which I think is um, quite, yeah. quite a result over there. Yeah. But, you know, I know that they're quite secretive about things over there. They don't. Well, he's, they, Facebook's banned. Yeah. So, so he's on Facebook Messenger. He managed to. He's managed to find some sort of. Find some kind of loophole. Yeah. But, um, you know, the only thing that he's, you know, if he is being monitored by the, you know, the Chinese uh, police or, or whatever, mm. you know, I don't think they're going to be very happy with him because he's complaining about the state of their toilets. <laughs> <laughs> Did he send you a picture uh, of the toilet? I, he sent me a lot of pictures, but they haven't come through. So it's all kind of, yeah, it's all stuck in limbo well, at the yeah, moment. Yeah, he said, 
how do they live like this? It's literally a hole in the floor. So, <laughs> literally a hole in the floor. Yeah. Um, so no. So um, if we don't see him again, I think it's because of his. He's been monitored. Toilet uh, espionage. <laughs> <laughs> um. So he was telling me a story of when he. Uh, I'm not sure which plane it was that he got on, but he was watching the. He was watching the plane get loaded, luggage wise. He's uh, just a. He's only been on a plane once before, hasn't he? Yeah. So this so, is like so his this, all this flight. is quite you know there's a novelty um, value to this as well for him. Yeah. 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 So he so was he might be a little bit more aware of things. <laughs> Look at the things that you know wouldn't. So he's studying yeah. rather than just sort of yeah. So he was he was watching the plane get loaded up or the plane next to him get loaded up or whatever it was, and. The luggage carriers put two uh, two keyboard cases onto onto the luggage slide. This is mm. what you're telling me today. And um, during this, during the luggage going on, the one hit the door and fell off the top of the ramp. <sighs> and uh, I don't know whether it, it, the, the case bust open, case bust, and it was all on the floor, but it was a Kronos. Was this from Cardiff or was this the Amsterdam kind of leg? I, I don't know which flight it was, but but he it, it obviously bust open enough oh. for him to see it was a Kronos. The, worse than that is when the luggage trolley came round the corner. Hmm. It's run over one. Oh, so it hasn't just either one. He said one has dropped and one was run over, or the one that has dropped has been run over. But he said he was literally sat there watching a Kronos get destroyed. I hope you. Know, I hope he was going around the airplane giving up business cards. What for? Um, yeah. I can glue this back together. No, just you know, we sell Kronos. We've oh, yeah. Stock yeah. a little while. It'd be nice. Yeah. To... <laughs> if, anyone, if, anyone, uh, yeah. if anyone needs a Kronos. Listen, I've got good news and bad news. <laughs> I've just seen one. I've just, I've just seen your Kronos. It's a lovely bit of kit, but yeah. But yeah. It's wrecked. So, yeah, you told he was telling me this morning and... Uh, Good news. It's just horror. We got buy no pay later options. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we can hook you up. Yeah, but no, if you, you know, Kronos is a serious bit of kit. Mm. And if you got in flight case going to, you know, wherever, it's either Amsterdam or, or China. Or China. But, you know, a touring musician. Mm-hmm. So they're absolutely screwed when they get to the. We've all seen that really kind of bad video on um, Facebook, haven't we, of those guys kind of just. Just launching things. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that seems like an honest mistake, but to run over it as well. And also, it kind of throws into question the how good are your flight cases? You know, if you're mm. going to split open when you take a fall. Or... Yeah, but I think it was quite a... It must have been quite a heady fall. I and don't know. Chris I... can be a little bit liberal with the truth as well, can't he? You know, like he's not always... You know, he, yeah. he likes to tell a story, and then when he realises the story hasn't got that much legs, yeah. he'll elaborate a little bit. So it might have been... Well, a little Casio mini keyboard. Yeah, I was going to say a Fisher Price. Yeah, uh, the fallen out of a. Uh, yeah, <laughs> it was a duty free. Yeah, was it? It was an Aer Lingus branded uh, Fisher Major Price. Major Morgan, thing. do you remember that? <laughs> no, what was that? <laughs> it was this Major Morgan. Is like this. Um, um, it was like a soldier, a plastic soldier, and yeah. on his chest you had around about, I think it was an octave, maybe twelve, you know, including mm. the the black notes, but in. So it was like a three by four kind of thing. So he used to be able to get these paper things to slide up his chest. Do you remember Major Morgan? Um, we'll get a picture of it and try and put it on the um, uh, 
the podcast kind of thing. Yeah, have him holding but, it or yeah. something. But um, it used to tell you where to put your fingers to mm. to play Three Blind Mice or Twinkle Twinkle Little Star kind of thing. All oh, right. And it, it was a real kind of lo-fi kind of electronic noise that you... Awesome. Um, yeah, it was brilliant. I had one. It's easy to mistake one of them for yeah. a Kronos. Yeah. So Fender have launched the Acoustasonic Telecaster, which isn't anything like the... Was it called an acoustic? Was it called Acoustasonic Tele before? No, no, it was, was a, a te- Telecoustic and oh, that's right, yeah. that's right, yeah, yeah. But the Acoustasonic is the name of their amp, yeah. line, which is just a little bit confusing. I don't understand <laughs> why. I don't know. So it's a solid, solid wood body with obviously the top is routed, mm. uh, and then different, obviously different. A different piece of wood. Uh, Fishman Aura preamp in there with the pickup and you can blend and it gives you different voices. Are you already playing um, one of our customers come in with one? Yes. He, it was he, very, first very of all, nice. he came in to see if we could um, if we could get one. Yes. And we said, no, they're only available to order from today. Uh, so we can order one today and they'll probably be in with us early next week. And he swore blind that he could get one from Anderton's. And we said, well... We just so we called Fender. Fender said, yep. "Nope, they're only available to order from today, so you can order them if you take it to the dealership, which we were quite prepared to do." We said, "Well, if you can get it next day, well, you know, treat yourself, you know, do it, you know, mm. appreciate them coming to us first to yeah, give yeah. us the first opportunity." But you know, we couldn't get one for next day, so yeah, we, I was personally, I was quite interested to see whether it would actually turn up or whether it well, was just one of these things where we mentioned it last week, where um, having to start uh, suppliers are asking shops now to only display what they've got in stock. So I on thought their website, that, yeah. Mm, so I thought that maybe it was a case of them being on the website but not in stock. But fair play, you know, Anton's delivered the um, got the stock to them to our customer very next day. And it sounds fantastic, the guitar, doesn't it? Yes. You had a go of it. Yeah, it is really, really nice. To to be honest, it's it's the Fishman aura that is doing the work. Acoustically it is gonna be it's just like a louder uh, uh, electric guitar semi-hollow yeah it's basically you know yeah. it's um, there's no yeah, it's plugged in that it really does shine no it, it, you know it, it's interesting the annoying thing from our part is that there's obviously been preferential mm, treatment yeah which yeah. you know it, Anderton's is such a formidable beast online you know if if we have a supplier offering us something you know which might be deemed as um, one up on everyone else of course you're going to say yes so you can't blame Anderton's for doing that. It's a yeah. little bit disappointing on our part that there is this um, kind of... Hmm. Uh, well, I was going to compare it to the Meteora, but that was a mistake. That was a mistake. Whereas this is, yeah. they had stock and of also, different finishes. And let's not forget that they had um, this guitar to demo back in... I, I think they dem- demoed the Meteora previously anyway, didn't they? So, yeah, it, it's a little bit frustrating to know that there's this preferential kind of um, treatment, but Hey, you know they've earned it. Yeah, know, so you yeah, know, I guess that's great. You know, it's um, so that was another disappointment. What you know, what else have we got? Well, do you want to go from some regular old sad news to some biscuit news? Biscuit news. So yesterday. Mm-hmm. Oh, I got really wound up in Tesco's, right? Okay. I was going up and down the biscuit aisle, thinking, well, we've had... Um, <laughs> I did. Tom's chuckling to himself over there. Um, I was going up and down the biscuit aisle. I did do about two or three kind of um, back and forth. Yeah. Um, looking for something for today. 
First disappointment being, I can see we've already got loads of biscuits on the table, so there's no need for the ones I bought yesterday. So that's one annoyance. Have you got stuff with you? I bought, yeah. Amazing. Add to the list. I got. Oh, hello. Chocolate orange finest cookies. <laughs> oh. Tom is rubbing his hands in glee. Yeah, which look really, really nice, but they do look amazing. Um. So. I chose them, and yes. then I went down to the end of the aisle to look at what biscuits might be on offer as well. Okay. Pedigree chum. They had pedigree, they had dog biscuits on the end of the actual proper biscuit aisle. But they're not biscuits for people, Andrew. <laughs> You're mocking me. I'm not. I can, I can tell. Right? It, why would you do that? Why would you put dog biscuit? I had a... a, a but a two-minute rant to Kate. But you just, do you do realise that someone, somewhere... You're going to read what... But, you know, you, you think... you know The colours might be similar to another type of biscuit. What are they? Um, yellow and red, is it? Pedigree? Chum? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. But tuck biscuits, you know, they're yellow, yeah. aren't they? Just custard creams. You look at some... But some people, some people have, uh, you know, they don't have full sight... Some people do have dog... I went to Magaluf and I saw somebody eating dog biscuits. No, but surprised. it was part of a game. <laughs> <laughs> a long time ago. Uh, yeah. Um, but yes, you know, that, that's... Sick everywhere. They, we're going to see that. There's going to be a There's going to be a Daily Mail post online sometime. I just think it was really bad form, them. that's all. You know, if you're going to make it... Di- so then, right, so then I went down to the, the animal food aisle. Yeah. And what's on the end? McVitie's. Everything. Are you serious? Oreos, honestly. So they had Oreos and McVitie's and all that kind of thing on the end of the dog food aisle, and they had dog biscuits on the end of the proper biscuit aisle. What's going on? Right, let's move on. So we've had quite a lot of people donating biscuits this week, haven't we? And it's not hmm. not necessarily supplies either, bad form. But we haven't had that many supplies. We had Sean, our brandy fender rep. Yeah. Uh, our first meeting with him, what an amazing guy. Really, really lovely. Yeah. Um, looking forward to working with him in the future. He wasn't aware of Biscuit News. No. So I'm I'm allowing a, a full-on pass there. Yeah. Uh, Mark JHS came in. Yes. Um, don't we, know if we, he's we aware, meant, but we we're, we're making, it, we're we making meant, everyone aware. We mentioned Biscuit News, and you went, oh, right, yeah. yeah. That was it. Good. Yeah. Got your number. Yeah. Um, who else we... Right, so we're seeing... Andy from Marshall tonight. Cool, I like Andy. Uh, he brought in some lovely biscuits just for Christmas. So I think that Andy, I think he does anyway before he comes in. We'll let him know about it tonight <laughs> and see what happens. Have a listen, Andy. Yeah. Have a listen, and we uh, we'll see you tomorrow. Yeah, although not this, this episode, be, it'll be in the past. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so let's uh, let's list all the lovely, wonderful people that have brought us uh, biscuits. Yeah. So uh, we got um, Patrick Began. Right. Now, Patrick uh, Patrick popped in. Mm. I was going to turn it into a tongue twister then. Uh, with an SRO. So he brought a guitar in for a service. Yeah. And didn't mention anything, did he? He just popped it in and we we, we did the service and we managed to uh, do the service the same day. So Tom, you spoke to him and he came back with these biscuits and he'd been, did yeah. Did you mention anything about biscuit news or do you think it's just one of those universe kind of things? He, he listened to biscuit news. Oh, see? Shout out to Big Pat Began then. Yeah. 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 Brilliant. Sounds amazing. Tesco's finest shortbread as well. So there's no scrimping on the cost here. The, be- the best thing about these is like they they are shortbread assortment. So you get like the cook, you get cookies in it. Oh, wow. Yeah. No, so it's got- not just, um, what did you say? It's not just seeing enemies. 
<laughs> Not just seeing enemies and picks. Belgian, Belgian dark chocolate chunks. Uh, see. Mini dark chocolate chips. Oh, see. Yeah. And we haven't actually opened them. No. So everything that comes in for Biscuit News, we keep ready for Biscuit News. Yeah. But there's so much here now. Dan's been off. Uh, Glyn's been off recently, hasn't he? Yeah. So, which is why the biscuits are piling up a bit. But I think he's back in from tomorrow. Well, Clive's, Clive's shortbread. Yeah. Yesterday, I had to say to Glyn, I was like, Glyn, we've got to, we've got to eat these shortbreads. They, they're going to go off in a month. Yeah. We've got to get rid of them. <laughs> what <are> you... <laughs> we say in a month. So you're t- they're going to go off at some point this year, Glyn. We've got to get rid of them now. Um, so, so we've d- made a dent. I was going to say, you know, you haven't got to ask him twice. No. He didn't have that many, actually. I think he's behaving himself. Mm. Yeah, I think he is behaving himself. Mm. Uh, so, uh, Tesco, go on. No, 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 go on. Tesco's so, finest. Yeah, Patrick Beag and Tesco's finest shortbread. Thank you, Pat. Amazing. Yeah. Absolutely amazing. I like Dunkin' shortbread. Mm. Yeah. It's, it's strong enough. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because I had a nightmare with a custard cream on Saturday morning. <laughs> <laughs> it, for, for Christmas, Tom bought me this amazing, absolutely amazing um, plastic flask where you put it down on a flat surface, knock it, it won't fall over. Absolutely yeah. won't fall over. You've got to literally lift it up, and yeah. it's, it's brilliant. Anyway, I put a, a custard cream in this thing, and it fell in, and I didn't have a spoon long enough to that's get it. to the bottom. No, because it's a long... Yeah. Oh, Ruined. That's game over then, isn't it? Marcus Gansman. Right, so Marcus Gansman, he's a very, very interesting character. First uh, met him, I think it was around about 2014, 2015 or so. But okay. Uh, he bought from us, uh, he's a, a German guy, he was living in Cardiff. I think he's a, a judo expert in as much as he plays world championship yeah. competitions yeah, all yeah. around the world. I think it was judo and or jiu-jitsu oh, and taekwondo. mixed martial arts. Yeah, it was. Yeah. yeah. He'd kick our asses. Mixed media. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, he, and he's one of the nicest blokes. Anyway, he was living in um, Cardiff and mm-hmm. he came here and bought... Um, a Troy Van Leeuwen oh, Jazzmaster. Wow. Okay, yeah, yeah, in yeah. In that lovely oxblood uh, red colour. And we um, we supplied him the guitar, and he came back not too long after and said, there's something a little bit off with this guitar. I won't play in tune. And, um, so we, we tried it, and we realised that they put a Jaguar neck on a Jazzmaster body. That's right, I remember. Or, or vice versa. And But the thing was, the weird thing was is that it's a matching headstock. So it's yeah, they still painted the, the Oxford. Head, Oxford, didn't they? Yeah. yeah. So um, it went back to Fender and they replaced it. And That's right, I remember. It was yeah. all good. But it was one of those um, instances where you get to deal with the customer more than you usually would because there's an issue. Yes. And yeah. uh, he was a gentleman about it. And he was kind of a regular visitor to the, the shop, even though he lived in Cardiff, which was lovely. But he moved back to Germany a few years ago. Yes. And he now works for Toman. Yes. In their guitar department. In their guitar department. And yeah, but he comes back to Cardiff quite often, a couple of times a year. And every time he comes back, he pops in to see us. And this time he came in and brought us the most amazing, it's not a biscuit, it's not a cake. It's a Portuguese confectionery product called Salami de Chocolate. Yeah. So it's chocolate salami. Yeah. A little bit dubious. First off, it's wrapped in foil. Yeah, it's not something you want to Google, is it? Sliced up. No. <laughs> we'll, we'll try and find a direct link for you to click as opposed to you having to do <laughs> your, your own research. But we, um, yeah, tried a bit while he was here. And I, whenever anybody brings something and I'm here, 
I yeah. like to try it in front of them out of a mark of respect because. We well, I like the uh, the the matcha green tea Kit Kats we had from Takamine, and they were here and we tried them in front of them and we were all <laughs> spitting them into the bin. <laughs> Well, they even were outdated as well. Though. Even your dad didn't like them. <laughs> I don't think the Japanese listen to this uh, podcast, but no. But if we do, we've just disrespected them, and they they're all about the respect. So yeah, the Japanese takamines that we have in at the moment are extremely limited now, <laughs> as we won't be getting any more. <laughs> we're spending a long time on biscuit news. Anyway, hey, this um, salami to, to chocolate is amazing absolutely amazing yeah it was an experience that yeah my, I give we'll a, be looking for that yeah definitely yeah. thank you so much we're gonna be yeah we're gonna have to import some of that maybe wally's wally's doing. yeah yeah we'll look um sophie yeah sophie is not just a bringer but a maker of biscuits whenever we have like a, an event going on like uh you know we've had martial nights we've attacking yeah. nights we have all this. she always comes in with a tin of biscuits that she's made yeah and they're always amazing. Really, and really are. That is genuine. They are yeah. genuinely amazing. Um, she always does uh, chocolate orange. Yeah. Like yeah. double chocolate and it's chocolate orange. Sometimes I just smell them because I know that if I have one, it's going to yeah. be like two weeks worth of... Mm. The last clinic we did, they disappeared. Yeah. Or oh, no, it was the birthday. Oh, the birthday. Birthday. Yeah, they just... They, yeah, they yeah. went. Yeah. And rightly so. Yeah. So Sophie's brought us... Sophie's gone, um, gone, gone commercial for this one, so she's not made us any, but... Um, we've got some custard creams and jam creams, and they look delicious. The jam creams are a mix, I'd say a hybrid between um, a custard cream and a jam, jammy dodger. I'm um, not a massive custard cream fan. Aren't you? No. Oh, I love jam. Whenever we bring the Twin Towers in, I'm always like, yeah, okay. Just sad. Not sad, but, you know. <laughs> Just thinking of... Oh. I'd rather a bourbon. Mm. Oh, a bourbon. I can't stand bourbon. Oh, well, there we are. That's why if, we. If that's we get, that's we why we're a good company. See, because you'd have the like Jack Spratt. Yeah, he wouldn't eat no fat. No, um, his wife, Nolene. Nolene. Um, <laughs> both legs are the same length. Nolene. Um, <laughs> the jam creams. <laughs> in, a, in the family value thing, yeah. you get the jam rings, yeah. and then you get the little faces. Yeah, it's, yeah, basically the same thing. Jam creams are amazing. Do you know what? I've nearly opened them so many times this week. I thought you just said you don't like custard creams. No, the jam creams. The custard creams are. Okay. No, I don't like them. Well, I don't like them. So, them. so, you're a doll. Thank you very much. Yeah. And to finish off with, so we had these today. Yeah. Uh, so Stuart, uh, Stuart Herbert, and Christy, really good customers. Stuart is the uh, customer that has bought the Acoustasonic and brought it in for us very kindly. And they've got one of our collector series Takamines. That yeah, they're 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 brilliant, brilliant, brilliant. Um, I was I was just up with them now before we started recording. Mm. And they very, very kindly donated some uh, Jaffa cakes to our biscuit news. Now, the Jaffa cake thing does hmm. throw an oh. argument in, doesn't it? Oh yeah, because there was the whole biscuit. Uh, biscuit is it a cake. bake or is it a cake? Mm. No, bake. Is it a biscuit or is it a cake? Is this? It's something to do with when it goes stale, isn't it? It's like if it goes soft, it's a biscuit. If it goes hard, it's a cake. Hmm. Anyway, so we got Jaffa cakes. So you're yep. eating your Tesco finest chocolate orange cookies. So the, the Jaffa cake's a great one because it's it's a silent eater as well. So we can mm. eat it during the podcast. Whereas everything else is all like yeah. So what can I say? Thank you so much. Thank you to everyone but, who is you know, kind enough to we're, donate. We're trying to encourage the suppliers to do this. And it's our beautiful, beautiful customers. They're the ones that are yeah. stepping up. Mm-hmm. Stepping up to the plate. That's and that there 
is the best of Britain. This is why we do it. Yeah. This is why we do this job for biscuits. No, for the customers. <laughs> Hang on, Tom is... Uh, uh, oh, I, I thought Tom, Tom was standing up in a kind of one of those proud kind of yeah. uh, you know, hand on heart, you know. About to actually say something. Yeah. <laughs> Poignant and yeah, meaningful. But no, he's reaching, he was over reaching for, for more biscuits. biscuits. What do you yeah, want, Tom? What do you want? Another chocolate orange. Another chocolate no. um, orange. Just take the box. Amazing. Let's yeah. move on. Let's move Let's on. Let's try and make this <laughs> this podcast about guitars and guitar shop life a this bit is, more about... Uh, this, this is guitar shop life. Mm. Biscuits and guitars. Biscuit news! Uh, so today we are talking about... This whole idea of the guitar industry and the instrument industry as a whole being backwards-facing traditionalists and what we think can happen in the future with things like wood regulations, things like valves, you know, the production of valves being an issue. So let's start off with uh, your thoughts. I'll ask you, what do you think... Why do you think there is such a sort of traditional anchor then that that is sort of present throughout the guitar community? Um, Why do you think we're all stubborn? Because I think all of our guitar heroes, you know, well, certainly a lot of the guitar heroes that, um, you know, really made the instrument popular hmm. were... Uh, you know, established themselves in the 60s, 70s, and 80s. At yeah. which point, you know, the the Stratocaster and the and the Les Paul kind of they they were, you know, by and large the the instruments of choice, weren't they? Yeah. Um. And you know, everyone gets into guitar because they've got a guitar hero. I think I don't think anybody comes into it just purely because they're. Um, they want to learn an instrument. I think that they see somebody or they hear somebody uh, play and they want a sound or look like that. Yes. So, you know, going back to, you know, the you know the 50s, you know, the Chet Atkins kind of thing, that would have inspired, you know, without going through like the evolution of things, but, you know, Hofner sales went up because of the Beatles. Mm-hmm. Rickenbacker sales went up because of them as well. And then you had Stratocaster sales, um, you know, really going through the roof because of the um, the shadows and all that kind of thing, and and from there it just developed, didn't it? And then yes. people started finding new ways of um, using their instruments and um, getting sounds from it. And you know, the, the majority of tone I think was discovered by you know probably 1983, 1984. You know, when the real kind of heavy you know mm-hmm. amps came into things, you know. It, Sound just got heavier and heavier, and since then, you know, where can you actually take it sonically? You know, there's not many other places. Yeah, you know, the the sonic abilities of the guitar were kind of stretched to their to the maximum. You know, and it, it where do you look other than what's already been created? You know, you got some people like um, Matt Bellamy and you know these guys who are trying to introduce synths to control their guitars and you know create weird and wonderful sounds, which is a bit of an exception you know everything else is people wanting to recreate um sounds that have already been yeah so do you think as a as an industry it's always gonna keep cycling round because you think the you know the most famous or the most popular telecaster 52 mm. 
you know, um, strats are 50s, 60s. And it, it keeps coming around, you know, so um, you had, yeah, you know, in the 90s, you had a big kind of, everything kind of went back three decades. You know, the, the Britpop thing was massively influenced by 60s music. So right. you had, you know, Grim Coxon from Blur playing a, a Telecaster. It looked like a 52 Telecaster. And you had... Um, Oasis playing three, 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 three fives and, and yeah. you know all that kind of thing, and but it never seems cycles, to. I was thinking about this uh, the last few days in readiness, and the last out there iconic shape then that has sort of stayed mm. would be like the V and the Explorer, in terms of sort of mm. out there shapes. Everything else is you know you got things like a wall and all that sort of American. stuff. But there's there's, there's, there's no feels, new classic there's shapes kind no, of thing. No. no, and do you think that's is kind of do you think we have all that the, we can have now? The, the weird thing is that, you know, like, Fender have got these new Meteoras coming out. Yeah, that's what I was But thinking. it still looks like a, a blast to the past, doesn't it? It looks like a kitsch kind of mm. um, 60s catalogue guitar kind of look. You know, like, it, it's um, it's strange. But it's interesting because there's because there's such this there's such a, uh, an, a foot in the past yeah. that they, 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 the, the Meteora will never be an iconic thing. There's, yeah. It, it, in the same way. Mm, yeah, you, you're right. You know, I th- like it or not, you know, the guitar heroes that have been mm. are always going to be the ones that are going to be associated with innovating the instrument. You know, all of the people that we, you know, kind of just mentioned, you know, like the like Hank Marvin, like Jimi Hendrix and Clapton and Jeff Beck and, you know, all these people, they were doing brand new things with the instrument yes. and they were pushing it. I'd see how far it could go. Jimmy Page using the violin bow and Jimi Hendrix setting it on fire putting it through fuzz pedals into big Marshall stacks and all this kind of thing. Yeah. Dave Davis slicing the speaker to get that. All of these people were the guys who created the sounds and these things evolve. And ultimately, I think things get... So this is the same with everything in life, I think. Things get to an extreme and then you just kind of take a deep breath and just want to simplify and you just go back. And Mm. I think that that's what happens. You know, there's lots of innovation that still happens. Like you've got... This acoustic acoustic sonic, for example, has it got yeah. a switch on it or something to give you like five different? So it's, it's a five way switch, mm. uh, but in within sort of so say like position five, there it's not a tone knob, it's a blend, and sort of all one way is would be like a jumbo, or one the other way would be a dreadnought, and you can blend, and it's yeah. So there's yeah, you're right. There's 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 new ways of doing things without you know without making it look like off a spaceship. Yeah. The other way of looking at this is that all the good ideas have probably been attempted or at least discussed by the likes of Fender or Ibanez or mm-hmm. Gibson or, you know, whoever else already. You know, it, yeah. it's very rare that you're going to think of a brand new idea that is going to be kind of revolutionary, you know. So, you know, when it comes down to it, I think it's just people like what they know and that's what it comes down to. Yeah, and so do you think that that, that mindset is the same when it comes to, you were saying about um, the sort of, the evolution but in terms of the manufacturing processes as well because you think of the manufacturing process of 1952 to now mm. you know you can 3d print components and guitars and things now but people always want you know they want it made the way it was made they want the pickups the way they were and you you know you read the stories and hear the stories of you know back then the pickups were never consistent no you could have a dog and you could have you know a brilliant one in the same run you know i, I think that there's a lot of smoke and mirrors with with that stuff i think that you know people will pay over the odds for something vintage do you think it's just romanticizing the yeah the absolutely yeah but you know at the end of the day whoever your inspiration is the likelihood is 
is that they're going to be playing a guitar that was designed and built back in 1950, 1960 something. Yeah. And, you know, if you want to sound like them or if you want to get close to that, the industry kind of fuels itself with regards to this thing because you go into our showroom there and what have we got access to? We got access to Strats and Telecasters and mm. we got access to Gretsch and we got access to Jackson and, you know, PRS and, and that kind of thing. It's all classic shapes, you yes. know. So um, we're, you know, it, it it's too much of a, a risk for us to um, say, right, I'm going to spend my monthly budget on a, a brand new guitar range that is not tried and tested. It's too difficult to sell. Well, even even when even when we're looking at even when we're looking at lines that fill a gap in the market that we don't have, mm. like we for a long time we didn't have that Les Paul option, did we? We didn't have that no that answer the, the heavier apart rock from kind of the sort no. of the vintage mm. stuff. But people, you know, sometimes people want. You know, yeah, I think yeah. the highest price vintage is maybe like four hundred quid. Mm. Uh, people, you know, people wanted like that Les Paul shape or single cut shape for you know in in, in the humbucker guitar. Yeah, so that's that was the reason we went with Hagstrom, wasn't it? Yeah, because and we, PRS. Yeah, the PRS thing for us, the 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 better sellers or at least the more popular sellers have been the, the double cuts, haven't they? Yeah, because it's the Les Paul sound with a bit more comfort. Mm. Less weight, a bit more comfort. Yeah, and a bit more versatility. Yeah, it's a double edged thing, isn't it? Because you think. You you kind of hope for something different, mm. but then as soon as something different comes around, you're just well, like, ah, oh, no, well, I need. I we were need looking it. through last, you know, in the last um, podcast, we were looking through, um, you know, the new releases and everything, and we skimmed over the Fender thing because, you know, I think at one point it might not have been on Mike, but we said, right, more strats, more tellies, but what else are they going to release? It's what it's what they're known for. It's what guarantees the sales, and you know, people will come in asking for. Stratocaster or Telecaster, you know, it's, yeah. it's what people want, you know. So, and interestingly, and again, this isn't going to be a pattern, I promise. But we we are just fresh after Nam, and uh, you know, the Gibson thing has has has, has been a success. They're, them at Nam with all the new lines, you know, this this has been a a complete throwaway of all of this in quotes innovation that they've done, where they've put the Les Paul to its absolute technological limits. Mm. And now it's just like, right, we're going to do what you've well, asked done us that. to and do. Exactly. You know, so you want to know why we're stuck in this kind of um, backwards looking thing. Gibson tried their damnedest to convert us all into more forward thinking um, players. Yeah. You know, they're what seems like bad decisions, you know, I think uh, in its most innocent kind of sense, they're. Um, their idea was we're in the year 20, 20, 2010 or whenever it was that they mm-hmm. first did it. Um, you know, we've got iPads, we've got iPhones, we've got all this amazing technology around us, yeah. and we're still building guitars that we designed from 1950-whatever it was when yeah. Les Paul did it. People aren't going to go away from this shape because it's what we're known for, it's, what, it's our heritage, but we need to bring this into the 21st century. This guitar needs to represent the times that we're in. So mm-hmm. they made them, they made self-tuning t- um, tuners. The reaction has been almost unanimously negative. Yeah. 
and it's put them in a state of financial ruin where you've got a, a brand new management team going in there to try and resuscitate uh, an iconic brand. Mm. So, you know, what greater proof is there that the public, by and large, don't want new things. They want, you know, so they've, they announced it at NAM or whenever it was a week or two ago that um, they're going back to basics. Yeah. And, you know, the, the quality control's going up. The catalog um, selection's going down. Mm-hmm. And um, hopefully the, the, the price is going down as well. And these things are going to get more accessible. They're going to be better quality. And we're going to do what we know how to do well. Yeah. They're just going back to the absolute basics again. Mm-hmm. Which is what, and we all said, yes, thank you very much. Yeah. So we don't want change. We want the older sound with maybe a bit more convenience, like the MV50s. Yeah. Like a polytune style tuner. All these kind of um, little innovations that um, just make our lives easier. Um, yeah. yeah. So mentioning YouTube, the obviously in the same in the same uh, vein as what we're talking about. There, there is this discussion quietly about valves, isn't it? And valve mm. amps and the production of, of, of the tubes and things. So is this something do you think we're going to see? Do you think we're going to see the sort of the end yeah, of reckon, mass production? I valve think in amps? the next um, 10 years, so I think that um, especially where, you know, the valves are being manufactured, which uh, like Russia and China pre- uh, predominantly, mm-hmm. um, you know, it, as long as... Um, environmental and emission standards are going to be kind of cut down and um, sanctions are going to be put in place for those countries that aren't um, adhering to um, to good practice. I think that, yeah, it's quite possible that we'll see the demise of the valve. You know, there's there are very few industries nowadays that rely on the valve. Yeah. So I think it's been digitized. So hmm. I think it was, wasn't it, um, valve amps and fighter jets? Was that where we the last two? Yeah. So basically, you know, the whisper we heard last year was that, you know, we were all panicking about the Rosewood situation with the CITES thing, mm-hmm. um, which is inconvenient, but I'm all for restrictions on things that are endangered. You know, we don't want to, you know, the amount of Rosewood that has been wasted and compared to the amount of trees left, of course we need to move on to something else. And so I'm all for that. Yeah. Um, the other thing that has been mentioned as you mentioned as you said was the valves but yeah um the nickel content as well um so the nickel that they use in valves yes that that's something that is being uh, flagged up but more importantly for nickel guitar strings mm-hmm. so um yeah if you haven't got nickel you haven't got the best-selling ranges of ernie ball didario mm. one of our kind of usps certainly in this area if not in, in the UK is the amount of strings we got on the wall. Yeah. We got something like 1,100 different sets of strings on the wall available for sale at any given time. And a lot of people in this area, you know, five years ago when, you know, they were walking into the shop for the first time were a bit stunned by it. And, you know, a lot of the time they just stick with their standard Ernie Ball Slinkies or Tadario EXL 110s or, or whatever. But after a while, you know, they start seeing... Um, I fancy something a bit different or these strings are a little bit too heavy or a little bit too light or whatever. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so now, you know, fast forward five years, the amount of people that come into the shop asking for a set of nine and a half to 44 gauge Tadarios or GHS. We're generally always sold out of the nine and a half. Yeah, yeah, because we got people that think that they're absolutely, 
but we expose them to. Mm. And um, but where I'm going with this, apart from stroking our <laughs> massage in a very healthy ego, is that um, the amount of people who are using like Optima Golds or Chromes or um, Elixir Nanowebs or um, Clear Tones or um, DRs because we've stocked them. You know, I think that we've got a very healthy amount of people who have kind of deviated onto other things anyway. And yeah, I yeah. think that, yeah, it's it's all about trying something new, which, uh, going back to the original thing, we don't necessarily we are want very, to do. We it's are very, very reluctant to yeah. to try. You might try new, yeah. Well, it, you, oh, just 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 remember the the conversations about Pau, Pau, mm. Pau Faro, with the, which was the replacement for Rosewood. It was just like, honestly? Mm. It's a little bit lighter. Yeah. Like it, Laurel, which Gretchen using now, mm. I think it's really nice. Mm-hmm. No, it looks great. Yeah. You know, yeah. that's the only that's the only thing with powers is visually a little bit paler. Yeah. But you know, you've got people sitting there with stethoscopes doing tone tests and stuff. It's like, come on. Yeah. Just play and have fun. So so you <laughs> genuinely do think then, sort of about a decade, do you reckon? I, gonna... I think within the next um five, ten years, I think that they'll start being Sanctions severe on. valve shortages because you know apart from that they're going to go up in price because there's no demand from apart from our industry and you might think oh there's millions of guitarists around the world well yeah but you know all these amplifiers use different valves mm. you know and so you know you shrink it down and is it worth the machining up just for our consumption i don't think so you know they've gone from mm. supplying radios and tvs which every household had to quite a, a niche audience Anyway, I've had enough of this. I want to know what the uh, social media comment of the week is. Great. Social media comment of the week. Social media comment of the week. Right, you got it there in front of you? This cheers me up a little bit. (laughs) Why? But I don't know. (laughs) Can I just say, though, before you start, so if you just say this guy's name, the username, Eduardo Mason. Right, so Eduardo Mason is a YouTuber, right? Mm. But Tom noticed last week that he's commented on different videos mm. of ours saying similar things, not just copy and pasted. Like, they're very, very different statements, <laughs> but they're still... With a theme. This theme. <laughs> so which video was this on? Ah, okay, so this was the new, the mm. new Jets. Yeah, so this was the video me and Chris did. Hey, pal! <laughs> Excavation mark. So he's starting off nice and friendly. Hey, pal, you're a very cool young guy. Dot, dot, dot. I could not help feel disgusted watching your completely tattooed hand. <laughs> Eduardo. Eduardo. You've, already, you, you, you've got, you're on demand there. You know, you can switch it off whenever you want. I've got to look at it four days a week. Well, I've got a, I've got a glove. I can be That's like, not a bad idea. I can be like Curly from Of My Son Man. <laughs> Just wear a glove. Um, yeah. Thank you, Eduardo. So Eduardo giveth and taketh away in the same statement. Yeah, yeah. Thumbs up. Like. I would give you a thumbs up, but it'd have to be with my left yeah, hand. Yeah, it would be oh, last tattooed as well. His, it was so, reptile tattoo. Reptile hand. filth, yeah. yeah. So there we are oh, then. Okay. Another positive. Yeah. Let's try and find a nice one next week, Tom, please. <laughs> so, new regular uh, section of the show as we alluded to last week, is Elwyn Smiles. Just in case you didn't listen to last week, Elwyn 
is probably our most regular customer. When he's not jet setting the world, well, yeah. So Elwin's Elwin's job in, uh, requires him to go back and forth to uh, to Europe a lot. So we don't see him for a long long period of time. And then when he's off, obviously mm. he's um, he's over in Mago, so he pops in as often as he can. Um, so yeah, we've seen him quite a few times this week, but then we might not see him again for a long while. So um, we mentioned last week that um, uh, with his name being Elwin Smiles. Uh, It'd be cool to have a um, a segment called Elwin Smiles. Yeah. At which point we ask Elwin, what's made you smile this week? So we dropped uh, Elwin a message yesterday or the day before just to see what made him smile this week. And he was kind enough to record a little message for us. Now, Andrew hasn't heard this yet. So only Tom and I have heard this. So uh, the reaction of Andrew is going to be live. So here we go. We all know our friends at A-Strings love to offer us a nice cup of coffee. I've been going back and forth now for probably five years or more. And I've had loads of cups of coffee, um, several of which have been made by Tristan. Um, so this week, Tristan wins the medal. Um, conversation went something like, cup of coffee, Elwin. Yes, please, Tris. It's black with two, isn't it? <laughs> uh, no, it's white with none, thank you, Tris. <laughs> Certainly no cigar for him. <laughs> thank you, Elwin. Thanks, dude. Yeah. So uh, another one of those next week. <laughs> <laughs> so um, what, what Elwin has given us really is an example of that personalised service that you get from A-Strings. Well, <laughs> four out of five of us anyway. Yeah. So, um, yeah, brilliant. Thank you, Elwin. <laughs> brilliant. Smiles. Elwin smiles. So, on to top five. So, it's your turn. <laughs> well, yeah. So, oh, please tell people about your what's happened with your last top five. Oh, wow. So, on, on Saturday, I had a call from... Um, from a, a customer, and basically, uh, it was to let us know that neck brace Jeff has uh, has been made aware of his uh, of his shout out on the first podcast. Yeah, he's uh, he's taken it in uh, good humour as I, I knew that he would. He's, oh yeah, he's a little bit miffed that he wasn't number one. But as I said, <laughs> as I said, it wasn't. Um, it wasn't yeah. ranked. It wasn't ranked whatsoever. No, no, I, no, no, I could no, never no. rank my Jeffs. No, we could have. We could have gone on. It could have been. The we could have gone on. Could have been. Maybe. Maybe there'll be a second top five list. Yeah. There's something about the way. Uh, there's something really. <laughs> there's something really just comedic about the way that people with bad necks turn, <laughs> and, and just. Well, they they turn like the um, yeah, George Clooney Batman, don't ba- they? Batman, yeah. One body movement, yeah, and my. I get bad back, bad back from time to time when I've had a stiff neck and all that kind of thing. And yeah, you you can do all you can do is turn turn uh, the entire you know torso mm. to to look at what you want to look at. Yeah, generally not worth it. <laughs> <laughs> right, so my top five this week, basically top five things that annoy me about the staff. <laughs> you ready? I don't know. So basically, everyone's mentioned, so no one is. I'm not gonna kind of. There's no favouritism. Have you heard this list yet? Tom hasn't heard this list yet. So, 
Neither have I. <laughs> Top five things that annoy me about the staff. Okay. Um, Glyn, he's a loud eater and drinker. Okay, right. No, but what he'll do, right? Um, so I'll I'll be soldering a cable or I'll be um, trying to solder a pot out the back. And not only is he looking right over your shoulder, you know, so you can you can feel, you know, his nasal breath on your ear kind of thing. <laughs> but, but he'll be drinking. And when he drinks, he drinks like this. And I wonder if I can um, get the microphone to pick this up. But he does a... Hopefully that was picked up. But there's that. And then when he chews, you'll, you know, he'll have his mouth shut. He's not uncouth, but he'll be, you know, you'll just, you'll hear him chew a biscuit, you know, five or six times. And, then, and then, then swallow and he'll be a... And, you know, there's a, there's a... I, I love my dad, you know, but it really, really annoys me when he eats and drinks <laughs> like close, in close proximity. I didn't expect you to say that. Right. What did you expect? Uh, I thought you were going to say the uh, post costs. Oh, yeah, I, was, I thought of that, and I thought, do you know what? It, it's too long a story. <laughs> yeah, which the podcast the people will never ever hear. Yeah. Tristan, no comment. Keep going. <laughs> is incessant pen chewing and rubbing things like the phone against his mouth. Oh, okay. Re- Other people have to use the pens. I've told him before. I said, are you, you going to finish that? You know. <laughs> I think it's his way of concentrating. Yes. But I suggest that he either sticks to his own pens or... Bring, to, bring, a, bring a special pen. Yeah. But, yeah. you know, it'll annoy me when I need to, um, you know, write a number down and I'm speaking to somebody on the phone and then I'm reaching for a pen. I think, oh, it's, like, it's Russian roulette. Well, it, on Saturday, it was only me and you, wasn't it? And first thing in the morning, mm. I was doing something and I was on the phone. And do you remember? I, I picked up a pen and I put it in my mouth to hold it. Oh. And then I just went, ah! and he turned around and I was just like, I just put it in my mouth. Mm. So yeah, the phone is a, di- a difficult one. Yeah. You have to wipe the phone before, not not Tristan, that's everyone. Yeah. But like, you know, yeah. from just like ear, ear grease. Ear grease. Yeah. <laughs> Chris, uh, you can't really say much about Chris, except, you know, he's kind of tortoise slow. Yeah. He, he's very careful. Yes. But he's very slow with his delivery with everything, you know, with regards to the work that he does with regards to the way that he talks to you, and his incredibly small feet. <laughs> Tom? I don't like that I'm last in this list. He's a smirker. You don't know what's going on behind those kind of... Like, he did it earlier on. Like, he was laughing at something. You think, what are you laughing at? Are you laughing at me? You know, what's going through yeah, you? Like, he's me. a smirker. You never know what he's thinking. And, you know, everyone smells in the toilet. But... <laughs> He, he, yeah, but you he know go why? in there quarter past ten in the morning. You know why? Yeah, because the fruit and everything else that he's, he's Yeah, but he go, he'll sit and he'll eat an entire family thing of licorice all sorts. Maybe that's why he's smirking. Maybe he's really happy with with what he's left. Yeah. And Adam. Right. Oh God. So I got a list actually. So it's, oh my it's God. Got, <laughs> it's broken down to different things. So your blank expressions a lot of you know, I'm talking to you and I'm talking <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm trying to put something important across. I'm looking at you and you're just looking into nothing and I don't know if it's going in or, yeah, or if you're just kind of zoning out. No, oh, it is. Right, okay. It is. Um, hey, buddy. Everyone's hey, buddy on the phone. Not everyone wants to be called buddy. Oh, I'm just trying to be nice. Yeah. Your impressions. <laughs> <laughs> what? Your long jumpers. But the, but also your long jumpers that look like 
Come on, Skirt. Yeah, 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 yeah. That one's, yeah. The way you see. Bye-bye. I, that's not is, my fault. I didn't want to keep that on. I've been made to keep that on. Keep to the videos. You don't have to do it you every every time we say goodbye. You haven't got to go, bye-bye. Your shiny knees that when we got videos going on and your two knees uh, kind of showing through your, yeah. your patches. And the last one, I guess, is the distance of how far apart your eyes are. Just that really big bit there. It's not like most other people. Jesus. Um, have you got any more to go on? Oh, my God. All good, though, yeah, mate? I just can't believe how Tristan got away with just chewing a pen. <laughs> and I had a list of stuff. I had a list. So we ended on a high. <laughs> Character assassination. And I'm just left stunned. Stunned. So I think that more or less wraps things up. Yeah, definitely. You're okay, yeah? I'm fine. Yeah, good. So thank you, everyone, for getting involved again this week. So, yeah, thank you for listening on... YouTube and SoundCloud. We Thank- will be going over to whatever you want, really. Yeah. iTunes, Spotify, uh, Google Play, all those sort of things. Yeah. If there's anything you want to hear, if there's anything you want to be involved in, um, let us know and it'll be good to have you along. Yeah. So we will see you next Thursday for episode four. Say it, I dare you. Bye bye. <laughs>